Hello, everybody. Welcome to Unsportsmanlike Commentary. This is DC, joined as always by my colleague Tyler. Tyler, you ready to talk some football? I have been waiting. I think, you know, we work bullshit comes up and we can't do our regularly regularly scheduled podcasts. Um, yes. So this one where we usually do the game picks on Fridays, fantasy on Saturday, we're going to combine the two more mm-hmm. not kind of almost fading a little bit off of the fantasy picks and rankings and shit like that this week, just because, Hey man, like, we're human beings. We've mentioned it before. We're both active duty military. So some like this is legitimately the first time since we started doing this that we've had to call an audible and do something different. So I'm ready. Let's let's, let's go ahead and break into these games. Amen, brother. Amen. So, uh, yeah, we're going to. So the way this today is going to play out is we're going to go ahead and give you guys a breakdown predictions for each game. And we're going to get hit you guys with the uh, like who we feel are the fancy studs, fancy duds. And uh, if the opportunity presents itself, potentially some sleepers as well for each matchup. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started here. We're going to first talk about the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Cleveland Browns. What do you got this one going at? So the Browns are favored by two and a half in this yep. game. Um, <clears throat> last year, if this was the line, It'd be Philly all day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Philadelphia and Carson Wentz especially hasn't shown anything over the last three or four games, inspiring me to think that they're gonna be able to hold down. Not even just the Cleveland Browns as a whole, because the Cleveland Browns have problems too. Mm-hmm. It's that goddamn rushing attack, man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, they're not Philadelphia. While statistically is good against the run. Um, two, three out of the four games where Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been both healthy, they've both finished as top 22 running backs in fantasy. The Browns aren't going to be able to fucking slow both of them down. They might get one, but not both. And that's how Brown, that's how Cleveland wins games. Correct. Right now, you you command through the running game, sets up the play action, and Carson Wentz has looked fucking horrible. Yeah, that 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 really, you know, for me, I look at this game and and I say, you know, the Eagles have had a major issue with consistency this season. Have the Browns also been inconsistent? Yes, but not when both Chubb and Kareem Hunt have played. They've actually been somewhat consistent as far as you know what you to expect from them from the offensive side of the ball. Um, I have the Browns covering this one. I think the Browns are going to improve to seven and three and be the worst seven and three team in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like you remember, it was like four or five weeks ago when we talked about the, the Bears when they were five and one and they were the worst five and one team in the league. Mm-hmm. This is this is the Cleveland version of that Bears team, essentially. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to, at least from a fantasy perspective, trying to figure out some type of positive way to spin Carson Wentz this week <clears throat> because I, I, I like, okay. I like Carson Wentz this week um, from a fantasy, from a fantasy perspective. I think it's going to fuck up enough. I, I think that he's going to not be consistent enough that it's going to cost them the game. Yes. But I do think he's going to put up a decent 
uh, fantasy showing because the Browns have been awful, awful as far as containing fantasy quarterbacks this season. So um, Carson Wentz is actually my fantasy sleeper for, no. for this game. No, he's not. He, he's actually my bust. Mm. Um, and saying that, I have to fucking start him in our money league. You do because the Browns are terrible. Uh, no, comes- I'm looking. I'm looking for better options. There's just there aren't any. My 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 the set, the other quarterback I have on my roster is Jared Goff, and he's playing. They're playing Tampa Bay on the road on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I don't see, trust that at all. That's icky. That's, that's gross. That's, Carson that's Wentz has twelve nasty. touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got twelve touchdowns on the season, and he has twelve interceptions. He sure does. Yeah, like he has been so bad. And again, mm-hmm. just like last week when Houston went to Cleveland. This is a, another game that is expected to be played in bad weather. Correct. So, Correct. like, realistically, even if Philadelphia puts together a semi-productive offensive day, uh-huh. you can hedge your bets and say that a, a lot of it is not going to be through the air. So, I everything you said is correct. Everything you said is correct. Um, here's why I actually like Carson Wentz from, from a fantasy, strictly fantasy perspective. Not, not game manager, not to win the game at all perspective um and you kind of hit on him when you talk about the weather which is Carson Wentz's best fantasy showings uh this season has been when he has gotten productivity from the ground yeah and when the weather's so far this year when the weather has been iffy he has been hesitant to really launch the ball and he has tucked it a lot and he has ran he has uh those 12 touchdowns you mentioned, those are passing touchdowns. He also has five rushing touchdowns on the season. I think this is a, a game where he can pick up a rushing touchdown uh, as well as a passing touchdown and probably a couple hundred yards. Uh, you're looking at probably an 18 to 20 point uh, game, which I, I think I, I think is is a very, a very good spot for uh, Carson Wentz fans. Owner. If, if you're, I... Okay, you own Carson Wentz. If he <laughs> scores 18, 20 points, you're happy with that game sure yes. but yeah. but in, over the last two games mm-hmm. he has scored 18 points yeah and that being against dallas mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and the giants on the road after a bye week mind right. you i I, uh, I don't the giants are a sneaky good defensive team like right. I, I don't i i understand that one the deal the, the dallas one yeah that's disappointing in the, in the pass rush the yeah. giants are a good a yes. good team that is the strength of their team yes and carson Wentz struggles against a good pass rush what does uh, Cleveland have? Well, they have Miles Garrett, but that the Cleveland as a team is not good consistently all game at pressuring the quarterback. Are they go they're going to get to him a couple of times? They're gonna they get have a the NFL sacks. sack leader on their D line. Yes, so. But aside from him, they're not that good at pressuring the quarterback. They just aren't. It's it's a one man show on that D line. Um I I like Carson Wentz this week as far as a a I think a, a viable fantasy starter. I really do. No, because you, you say and I mean to to an extent you're right that they have one guy really coming off that line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles offensive struggles and where they lack the most at, it's that O line. So you can go ahead and bet. That if they're lining up four defensive linemen, two out of the five that two out of the five O line for Philly are going to be double teaming 
Miles Garrett, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be one on one matchups all fucking day for the rest. I don't mm-hmm. I, I I I say this and I hate it. I don't trust Carson Wentz this week, but I'm in a position where I don't have a choice but to start him. And when and you br- you brought up his five rushing touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is true. He, I mean. Hasn't had a rushing touchdown since uh, week seven. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's been but a few weeks. He has four fumbles as well. Yes, he does. But he can have both. He can have a touchdown and a fumble, and it'll still be a. He, it can still make a, a decent fantasy showing. I I don't I I don't I don't trust Carson Wentz this week. Um, I'd be starting Miles Sanders, just about in every format. Yes, if you have him. Yes. Um, Boston Scott, a sneaky. Mm-hmm. It would be my mm-hmm. sneaky like fantasy sleeper. Yeah, Boston Scott, see, like Miles Sanders is does get a lot of the he gets most of the groundwork. Sure, and he cuts into a a pretty sizable chunk in the passing game. But Boston right, Scott right. is like their it's Boston Scott's 2020 Darren Sproles. He's small, but he's quick, and he can do a lot with the football with the limited touches he gets. He would be my sneaky sleeper in this game, in a game where the weather is supposed to be fucking porous. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, uh, fantasy bust, fantasy stud, sorry, dud stud, who, who you got in this one? So, my dud is Wentz. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think he's going to – do I think he's going to put out another eight-point performance – Probably not. Do I think he's getting over 15? No. And he's right now he is projected at 19 points. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, see that, him breaking 15. That, I said 18 to 19. So I like that 19 projection a lot. I think that's roughly where he's going to be. Um, but hey, okay. We disagree on that. That's fine. Uh, who, who else? Who's your stud? Who, who do you look at this and you say, yeah, they, they got a nice matchup. I mean, excluding the obvious of like Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nick, you you really you have to just look. You, you look at the running game. Yeah, Nick Chubb, so Miles too. Sanders. Um, I think both are. I think Nick Chubb's gonna have the much better game. I think Miles Sanders is gonna put up well, at least middle of the pack RB two, high end RB two numbers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and also fade. Jarvis Landry don't realistically if you can avoid starting any of the passing options with how the bad the weather is supposed to be tomorrow and how inaccurate both quarterbacks are yeah I would I would fade the passing game if if at all possible and invest heavily into the running game on both sides of the ball I agree with you I have Travis Fulgham in my starting lineup I think this week but that's just because I haven't gotten around to making the change yet um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I will be taking him out of my, out of my lineup. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you as far as the, the fantasy studs go, it, it's, this game is about the rushing game. Uh, if you have either of the starting running backs in this one, go for it. If you have, honestly, if you have either of the backup running backs between Kareem Hunt and Boston Scott, I think they both have a shot at, at putting up, especially Kareem Hunt, uh, both have a shot at putting up relevant fancy numbers. Um, Here, so oh, the running game is the stud. The passing game is the dud. I, it's hard for me to say one guy in particular because it, it's just kind of it's just kind of how I see the game flow going for both teams. Um, 
And again, we talked about who's going to win this one. And the Browns have been more dominant in the run game than the Eagles have, at least more consistently when they have both of their starting running backs. So I'm taking the Browns uh, to cover this one. I think you are too. And I think we agree that you want to fade the passing game. You want to favor the rushing game. And where we disagree is that is on Carson Wentz. And I think that he's going to have a, a fairly decent showing. You think he's going to be, have a, a little par showing. And, yeah. and I think that's, you know, I think that's a, that's, that's a fair point for either, for both of us. So one quick, one more quick sleeper, I guess, before mm-hmm. we move on to the next game would actually be the Browns defense. <clears throat> Carson Wentz, as we've pointed out, yeah. is yeah. a very, very, very giving with the football um generous human being cleveland as you know they have good pieces in their secondary they lack they lack mostly in the safety department Mm -hmm. um but they are tied for fourth in the nfl with 15 takeaways Mm -hmm. so kind of like a almost like a forgotten stat because everyone looks at the cleveland browns and realistically they think of the dude who's in all those fucking commercials and absolutely has not played to be a number one overall pick. Uh, but I mean, Cleveland, especially in a game where the weather is supposed to be really, really bad. The, if you're streaming a defense, the, you could do a lot worse than the Browns this week. You could. No, I agree with that. Um, Cleveland's a team that gives up points, but they also get takeaways. Yes. They're, they're, they're not going to get a shutout. You're, you're not going to get the points based on low score. But you are you might get some get some points on on takeaways. I agree hundred percent with that. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game. I got the Falcons at the Saints. New Orleans uh, currently, uh, I checked this uh, here about twenty minutes ago, is a three and a half point favorite over the Falcons. Now, interesting uh, like twist to this storyline is that uh, we have Taysom Hill starting as the quarterback for the Saints. So how do you see this one playing out? Um, yeah, I I think the line's very fair. I do too. Uh, give it, I, th- I think this line would be closer to six or seven if Drew Brees was active. Um, mm-hmm. And Drew Brees is now, as of today, headed to the IR um, for the – he had five broken ribs and a punctured lung. So he's missing at least – three games and to be completely honest i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again until playoff time i would be shocked i mean like i get what the injury reports are saying i would honestly be shocked if he came back this season with five broken ribs i would and a punctured leg i mean okay like that is that that is insane. But but all right, let, let's we're, let's let's not focus on that. Let's talk about the game. I'm sorry, we're, I'm, I'm we're, we're talking. We're, we're in week eleven, mm-hmm. so we got six more weeks until the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And then especially the Saints, who are in a dominant position right now with their two divisional wins over Tampa Bay, to possibly like they're in the running for the one seed, especially like because it's kind of a toss up. It's not so much a clear cut like in the AFC where it's either going to be the Chiefs or the Steelers with the one seed. There's a couple of teams in play for the one seed right now. You got Tampa, you got the Saints, Green Bay's in that discussion. So I mean, it's it's right. it's up in the because there's only one with the new playoff uh, format. There's only one bye week per conference now. It's to the one seed. <clears throat> the, the the NFC has a lot of good to great teams, but they lack that elite team that the the AFC has. 
and the AFC has has a couple of elite teams. But I, yeah, oh, they're I elite think... team. The, the supposed elite team in the in the in the NFC is currently rostering the most fucking cap space on the IR right now. So there's also that. Yeah. Well, but sure. Right. That being said, yeah. yeah, okay, all right, move on. I'm Let's sorry, move they on. were the, no, 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 they were the no. one seed when they were healthy last all year. Right. Yeah, okay, all right, last year, okay. whatever. It's, it's the only thing I'm about to say. Uh, I'm I'm saying about them this week because they're on bye, and I'm I honestly couldn't be happier because I don't I don't have to switch the channel for my wife so we can just sit there and just watch the 49ers game while I've got the red zone on my phone. Like, no, I'm good. But both both of our teams are on bye this week. Whoopsie do. So yeah, your team's at least making the playoffs. So Taysom Hill's getting his first career start at quarterback mm-hmm. this week, which in a surprising move, everyone kind of thought, especially after Drew Brees went out and Jameis went in. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're going with Taysom Hill. I think we still will see a fair share of, of Jameis Winston. Like, I think we're going to see. I believe so too. Yeah. Uh, it's I just I the three and a half point line was very tempting for me to take as my upset pick for Atlanta I mean Atlanta doesn't have a good defense they do not Matt Ryan's hit and miss Calvin Ridley's coming back this week thank God so yeah they got Calvin Ridley they got Julio Jones they got uh, Todd Gurley, that's all good and well, um, but none of those guys uh, are going to stop the Saints' offense. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints at over because I feel like they're going to condense this game plan down, and it's going to be feed Alvin Kamara, who's been dominant all year, and you feed Michael Thomas because – Michael Thomas is going up one of the worst against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. I think this is like Michael Thomas. It, what he's like my big fantasy. Like he, he, with all his injuries, how much time he's missed this year, it should be a given that he's a top five play. Yeah. It's I, he's I, probably the best receiver to have for a hmm. backup quarterback. As far as I, a guy that can run those short little routes and be open consistently. Yeah. I would not be surprised hedging my bet. Like Michael Thomas finishes as the number one wide receiver this week. I wouldn't be surprised at all, all. especially when you look at the other guys and their matchups with uh, Devontae's got Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can say, you can, I mean, you can kind of scoff at it, I guess, but Tyreek Hill faces uh, the the, the Raiders defense. That's been been good against the pass bad against the run. Mm -hmm. Good against the pass, though. Um, and then, obviously, DeAndre already played and did not put up wide receiver one numbers on Thursday night. Last Sunday he did, but, you know, whatever. They lost. And no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about yeah, yeah. So, all right. You got Saints it over. I, I agree with you. The Saints are going to win. I, I think this game's coming down to a field goal. I think we're going to see the – I think we're going to see the most Falcon of Falcon performances ever where they're, they are going to jump ahead. Uh, the Saints are going to be adjusting their offense. They got a new quarterback. They're going to be adjusting their offense. They're, they're going to fall behind in the first half. 
and the the saints are gonna come storming back and in typical fashion they're going to rip the hearts out of the falcons and they're gonna kick a field goal uh to finish the game i have the saints by three i'm taking the saints at under I, i i see your take on it um i just i don't know i agree with you we'll see a little bit more of Jameis winston than most are anticipating um hopefully atlanta is sitting there when the news broke that said Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback. Well, I mean, Taysom Hill plays just about every position on offense. So literally <clears throat> and, for, and special teams too, you know, like he's just everywhere. And for those of you who are in ESPN fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. Taysom Hill is listed as a quarterback and a tight end this week. So unless that changes tomorrow, you could get quarterback you efficiency. Him. You can get quarterback efficiency at your tight start end position. Him. Yes, you absolutely. Yes. Unfortunately, it's not like that in Yahoo, and he—I mean—he's not even available in Yahoo leagues right now, anyways. So, well, I mean, in ours at least. Uh, so, yeah. No. If if uh, you can play Taysom Hill at tight, Taysom Hill would be my tight end one this week if we had. Uh, like an official uh, fantasy. Absolutely. Podcast. It's not even close. If you can start him at tight end yeah, yeah. and you're starting, I don't know, another top 10 quarterback mm-hmm. in the quarterback slot. Yeah. Oh. I'm starting, I'm starting Taysom Hill over Travis Kelsey. I'm starting him over fucking uh, you know, yeah. Darren Waller. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who I don't yeah. care. Tony Gonzalez could come back out of retirement in his fucking prime <laughs> and say, Hey, I'm suiting up for this game only. And, nope. I don't give a fuck. Taysom Hill, bro. <laughs> so all right so that is that i guess that that's kind of like a, a fancy i don't know is that is that a, a fantasy stud oh yeah or absolutely. Does, i remember a sleeper because it's it's only relevant to espn leagues oh yeah okay yeah sure and plus like he's been named the starter we don't know what his productivity is going to be so right. i think that would fall a little bit more under the the sleeper category um i didn't stud Tight end stud. We can call it a tight end stud, right? It's, sure. 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 Um, so who, who do you like? Um, who do you like as far as stud dud goes? So for stud, I already said Michael Thomas because like he's a top five-ish. I, I, I'm expecting Michael Thomas to finish number one in this game. Um, a dud? <sighs> you know what? This week, give me Todd Gurley. This week is the dud. Ah, don't don't say that. I no, be, oh, and, and, no, no, and here and, and here's why. Here's that why. Uh huh. Matt Ryan's got for the first time in a couple weeks. He's got Julio and he has Calvin Ridley back. And this is this is going to be a game. You expect Atlanta to get up early? I don't. Okay. I think this is the game that Sean Payton finally gets to break out all the stops that he's got in his playbook. Now that he's got Taysom Hill running at least. 90% of the plays you got Jameis at his disposal. You got Michael, a healthy Michael Thomas. you got an Alvin uh, healthy and dominating Alvin Kamara and a Latavius Murray. Who's been quietly yeah. dominating in the, Very in the good. run game. Very solid. Yeah. I don't see this as a game where Atlanta gets up, even gets a lead. I think Atlanta is going to be playing from behind at least from halftime on. So like Todd Gurley's rushing numbers, I think, are going to deplete and he'll could potentially have some value still in the passing game. Um, and he, I mean, if they get in the, get in the goal uh, red zone, 
He's always a red zone threat. He's, I think, number two yeah. in the league currently in red zone touches. Yeah, give me, but I, I, I like this to be a higher paced, higher scoring type game to where I think the Falcons are going to be forced to kind of move away from the run game at half. So give me, okay. give me Gurley as a bust. So my stud this week is uh, Hayden Hurst because New Orleans, New Orleans is uh, the sixth worst team uh, as far as uh, giving up points to the tight end position. And you're absolutely right that Atlanta is going to be coming out and they have uh, Calvin Ridley back. They got Julio Jones running on the outside. New Orleans is going to be keying in on Todd Gurley. Whether or not he busts, they will be keying in on him. And uh, I think it's going to open up some some very nice potential uh, for for Hayden Hurst to do some damage there. So I, I like Hayden Hurst as uh, as my pick for – uh, for fancy stud, I think he's I think he's like borderline top five uh, tight end, like just outside top five looking in. They kind of have him like that six seven tight end position. Um, I think that's based solely off matchup. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like because once you get I, away, I do once like you get away, yeah, he's got a good matchup this week. Once you get away from like the top three guys at the tight end position, it's really like well, top four. Five through like ten are tight end, like low end tight end ones, merely based off matchup. So when you're talking about like the Hayden Hurst, the Hunter Henrys, um, the I'm not even gonna say Noah Fant, <clears throat> um, like, but like a Johnu, yeah, right. Yeah. That like there. Did, did you see that I traded Johnu Smith this week? Yeah, and I, it was you got him for an absolute. You got him. You got rid of him for an absolute steal. Yeah, I moved up six six uh, picks. Uh, yeah, you got a ninth. You, yeah. you flipped a ninth for a fifteenth and got Logan Thomas, which honestly, like Johnu's values kind of yeah. dropped ever since he went out on an injury right, for a week. Right. Um, no, yeah, you you made an absolute steal on that one. Who do you have as a bust in this game, though? That is. Man, that, that that that's tough because this is a very this is a very fantasy friendly matchup. This is a very inviting matchup. Um, you already said Todd Gurley, which I, I think is kind of like the de facto the guy you pick. I'm 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 gonna say Julio Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna say Julio Jones because. Uh, it's not horrible. Calvin Ridley. I mean, okay. Julio Jones has been, been healthier the last few weeks, right? But well, the one thing Julio has not done, because here's the interesting thing. Both both receivers have had stretches where one has been healthy and the other has been injured, right? Mm-hmm. The start of the season, Calvin Ridley was uh, healthy. Julio was hurt and then kind of flipped in this like kind of second half of or in the middle part of the season, Right. The one thing that Calvin really did score was he scored, right? Yeah. He scored touchdowns and he is the go-to guy for Matt Ryan. I believe at least uh, when it comes to uh, in, inside, honestly, inside the 50 yard line, like any, anytime they're on the opponent half of the field, he is looking for Calvin really Ridley for those, uh, those like uh, strikes that will score. And so I like Calvin Ridley a lot in this matchup. Um, I think Julio is going. He he's had some really nice weeks lately. I, with Calvin coming back, and the way I've seen them both perform at the same time, I'm taking Calvin Ridley. I'm I'm putting Julio as as my bust. 
Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> it's not a. I mean, when you're breaking it between the two, it's not a horrible take. I mean, obviously, you still have to start Julio because yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no doubt his volume alone merits him a wide receiver one slot. Um, but you're right, Calvin Ridley is the one who has been able to find the end zone on a more consistent basis. <clears throat> um, yeah, and I mean, Julio's probably going to attract more of a Marshawn Lattimore type shadow than Calvin Ridley. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't hate your take. So you have saints over. Yep. I have saints under we read, we just told everyone who our uh, busts and studs are for the week. So let's go ahead and move on to the Bengals and the Washington football team who, uh, is this the first time the season where they've been favored for a game? I, who Maybe. Washington? Yeah, <clears throat> they might have been favored for for like the the games of the Giants. They were favored. Sure. I think they were favored. No, they were favored this last game they played against New York two weeks ago, and they lost. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Washington's favored at one and a half. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I got the Bengals. You got the Bengals, right? Absolutely. I have the right. Bengals. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's impossible to watch them win this game. I just, the Bengals look like the better team. I, I don't, like, objectively speaking, as a fan of neither team, the Bengals look like a, a far better, far more complete team, especially on the offensive end where they actually have a quarterback. Yeah, no, like, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> What the Washington football team has and what is their strength is what Cincinnati lacks. Mm-hmm. However, Cincinnati has been more battle-tested than Washington has. Because when you're talking about the Washington football team, you talk about their strength. It's their, You're talking about their front four and their passing defense. Mm-hmm. Because Washington, by all statistical reason, is the top passing defense in the NFL. Now you have to take that with a grain of salt based on who they've played. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Cincinnati. Their biggest weakness is defense and O-line, but I'm going to go more defense than O-line right now. Mm-hmm. I don't get how Washington's favored in this game. Two consecutive games – for Joe Burrow with over 400 yards passing. he And when I say he's more battle-tested, Washington's in a division where they play the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Since he's in a division where you have to play the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, which, I mean, they lost. They got trampled in that game. Mm-hmm. But Burrow still put up over 400 yards. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and the Cleveland Browns who guess what? The Cleveland Browns are kind of like the, the they're joke. Six and th- they're six and three. I mean, they're the joke of that division, but they are, I would but ta- they have I'd- as many losses as the top team. And the NFC East has wins. I would take Cleveland to beat any team in the NFC East. Right. Um, so I'm yeah. like, this is, I think this is Joe Burrow's like, this is going to be, I mean, we literally just did take the Browns to beat the top team in the NFC East. Yeah, this is yes, this dude. Is like, no I, I think this is going to be another 
this, this will be a, more of a, a statement game for Joe Burrow, one that he can look back on at the end of the season. Because, I mean, realistically, the Bengals aren't going to top four wins. Four is their max. They're at two right now. Yeah. And they have a tie. Which, realistically, four wins and a tie is probably much better than their outlook was going into this season. And who was that tie against? It was the, against it was the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Who are the best the team in, in, in the division that has, guess who, the Washington football team. I, I don't I don't see a I don't see an argument. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible for Washington to win this game. You never fucking know. I am. I'm okay. Well, I'm not going that far, but I don't see a I don't see a logical, reasonable argument to make in advance to say that yeah, Washington's gonna win this game. Like all arguments point to the Bengals taking this one. Right now, right now, if the Bengals played Detroit, who would you take in that game? Uh Detroit. I would take Detroit. But I, I think it'd be close, but I, I still would. Well, okay, hold on. Is Galladay healthy or not? No. I'm t- I'm, I'm, I'm merely Currently, speaking the Detroit Lions right now. Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, without, see, without a healthy Galladay, I take the Bengals. And that's who Washington played last week, and they lost on the last second field goal. Alex sure. Smith does not have much accuracy or confidence going down the field with the ball. That's why you see a guy like J.D. McKissick absolutely rack up his stats. He said, like, what, like 30 targets in the last two it's games? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, oh, my God. It really I just, is. It really. He's had more. J.D. McKissick has had more targets in the last two games than most receivers, uh, most running backs, excuse me, will see in an entire season. I, I feel this game is going to turn into more of a shootout than most more would anticipate because just looking at, the, especially like you look at the records of the teams that are playing each other, two, six and one and two and seven, like most people aren't too excited going in to watch this game. I'm actually looking forward to watching some of this game tomorrow. I, I do too. Like I don't hate either team. Joe Burrow's very fun to watch. The, the Cincy offense quite honestly is fun to watch. It will be interesting to see what they do uh, now that Joe Mixon has been placed on the IR. Obviously, Giovanni Bernard. Well, we'll get into the fantasy section here in a, in, in a minute. But Giovanni Bernard, um, you, you got to if you haven't already picked him up, you got to pick him up if he's on your waiver wire. I don't know why he still would be, but you got to pick him up if he is. Um, but this is a game I look, I do look forward to watching because on one end you got uh, the the highest picked uh, quarterback in. Uh, in the draft and on the other end you got you know the Alex Smith story which you know like uh, you know vulnerable as he may be and perfect as he may be it it is it is uh, I don't know I I personally enjoy watching Alex Smith play and I do every time I see him out there I hope for his success so like I have a hard time rooting against the guy sure but but yeah I got the Bengals in this one like I don't think it's gonna be that close I think Alex Story Smith is tremendous it's one of the it's it's one of the greatest comeback stories legit often injury in nfl history like i don't give a fuck what his like statistics are at the end of the season he is the nfl comeback player of the year Uh, for me like just because of the fact that he got back onto the field and and played relevant (laughs) touchdown or excuse me football downs um yeah, I, he is, he's my comeback player of the year just because he got back on there. Like, no one else had the hurdles that he had to overcome 
to get back on the field. No one else know. did. I, I but think, that, I, that's I do, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. I agree. I I think he's gonna win it, just because I don't think there's very many other uh, candidates. Right. Like, like the, the first who one else the, came the, from near death to back on the field. Well, I mean, but I mean, I'm talking about like comeback player. Like, I think the only other person that sure. comes to mind off the top of my head would be a guy like Cam Newton. And I'm sorry, right. Alex Smith almost yeah. died. So right. I, I, I think Alex Smith has to win a fucking game before he should qualify for come. You and I differ on that a little bit, but you are, you are right. That's, that's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah, I the Bengals are going to cover that one and a half line. I probably by three points. I I just I I have I, I have more faith in Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think this is finally one of the games that we're going to get to see him use his arm. Like, cause we, you see it in garbage time against elite teams where he's trying, like he's yeah. not quitting yeah. and he's still trying to get the ball downfield and he's still trying to make plays, but it's against superior opponents. Yeah. You, they, he's finally playing a wounded fucking horse mm-hmm. and yeah, now it, now's the time for Joe Burrow to where it's going to, he's going to be playing meaningful football in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about like the fantasy perspective here. Fantasy studs, fantasy duds. I'll, I'll give you a stud that I got, um, Antonio Gibson. Okay. Yeah, against against the Cincy defense, I like Antonio Gibson a lot. I like Giovanni Bernard too, um, but uh, not on the level that I like Antonio Gibson. Just because the Washington Football Team does have some level of of like solid defense. Giovanni Bernard hasn't been spectacular. He, he he's been okay. He's got he's getting some volume though. Uh, so he is relevant, but uh, Antonio Gibson, I think he's gonna have a nice showing in this one. Uh, I, I have him scoring at least one touchdown, um, getting at least 15 touches, which I would say put him in, in the ballpark between 50 and 100 yards. So, uh, I, I think Tony Gibson's gonna have roughly a in a standard format close to a, a 15 point game. Um, yeah, it's not a horrible take. Um, my studs. Uh, and studs, I mean, meaning two, uh, both play the same position on opposite teams. So McLaurin and Boyd? McLaurin and Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, in both of them, it's the, the, the Washington's top rated pass defense, it's not going to be top rated after this week. Joe Burrow is going to be able to put some stats up on this team. Right. And, you know, the, the the argument, the tilt flip between Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins is up there. I just – they're both getting volume. I like yeah. – T. Higgins had a – T. Higgins had a really nice game last week. It's time for Tyler Boyd to have a nice game this week. Um, and then Terry McLaurin, who I'm, I'm not – he's a fantastic wide receiver. Let's just – I'm not saying I'm not a fan of his. or I just – I'm not a fan of – the team he plays for and like the offensive scheme that he has been in the last two years. He's the Allen Robinson. That is not on your team is what he is. No, that's not true. Uh, Terry McLaurin gets red zone looks. Allen Robinson does not. <laughs> um, oh, I lost Tyler there for a minute. 
sorry, I lost you there. Uh, so you said Terry McLaurin gets the red zone looks that Allen Robinson does not. What did you say after that? So the last four games, seven consecutive game or seven, four consecutive games with at least seven receptions for McLaurin. Um, and he gets starting to get involved in the run game too. He had a rush for like 27 or 30 yards, something like that. 22. Uh, yeah. How much was it? It was 22. It was a 22 yard <clears throat> scamper. Um, but I mean, yeah, McLaurin's going to have a nice game against a bad, yeah. a, a bad defense. I'm not even yeah. talking bad secondary, bad defense. The Bengals allow 398.7 yards per game. Yeah. I mean, like the Bengals have a couple of nice pieces in that secondary, but it's it's that there's definitely some holes, and Terry McLaurin's gonna find them. Like he, yep. he's he's gonna find them. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. James Bradbury, he's a nice piece, but like, I'm sorry, T- Terry McLaurin is is he is so good at finding the holes in the zone defense. Um, he's so he his route running is fantastic. I, I love Terry McLaurin as far as like his from like a skill perspective. Give him a good quarterback. Terry McLaurin would be getting a lot more love and a lot more discussion on a weekly basis. Mm. Fantasy dud. Who you got? So I actually have the, <clears throat> excuse me. I have the guy that you toted as a possible stud, uh, Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard is going to be my dud this week because that Washington has an elite front four. I'm going to say this right now. I think we can both be correct. And it depends on what your expectations are for Giovanni Bernard. I think people are, I don't think think he's like, like when I say, I don't think he's a stud stud. He's going to have the volume to put himself in the position to have a double digit fantasy outing. That that is where like I draw the line. I don't think he's like, a major stud, uh, but you are correct that Washington does have a very solid front four, and uh, they very well could limit Giovanni Bernard's production. I just, I, <clears throat> I mean, Gio started what the last two games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they just placed Mixon on the IR, so he's going to start at least three more. Correct. And Bengals head coach Zach Taylor even came out at, when asked, "Are we going to? But is there a chance we're going to see Joe Mixon?" again this season and he wasn't comfortable saying yes or no. Mm-hmm. So it could be the Giovanni Bernard show for the rest of the season. Really However, I don't, this is not a game where Gio is, is going to flourish. If you're start, I think people are going to overreact a little bit <clears throat> because even though he started the last two games, the headline they're going to see is Joe mix into the IR. Right. right. And they're like, it's like, Okay, no, he hasn't played in the last two games, but he wasn't on the IR, so it wasn't a huge issue to, I'd say, probably half of fantasy fantasy football players because I'd say at least 50% of the community doesn't pay fucking close attention. No, yeah, sure. That's why, yeah, that's why you yeah. see that's why you see people drafting, drafting kickers in the second fucking round. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's so with with Gio Bernard, like here's the interesting thing is because uh, you hit on something that 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 is so true, and that is Washington has a a decent above decent, a very good front four. Um, but since he because because Washington has been so good at, at 
defending against the past. I mean, they are currently number one in the league. You have to give credit where credit's due. I agree with you that I think that will change after this game. But since he will be looking to establish the run game to some degree, and that's going to obviously have to include Gio Bernard in this one. Again, I don't think he's going to go off. I don't think he's going to have like an amazing performance, but I do think he's going to have a fantasy relevant performance. You have to start him if you have him, unless you have two clearly cut back better running backs and you don't have a, a flex position for a running back. You have like, you know, a three wide receiver league or something. In a standard um, in a standard format setting, I would be starting Geo in the flex. Nothing but a flex. Yes. But but a very I, I feel a very solid flex. Sure. Solid in, in rather than most sure if but, but most people are looking at geo now as an rb2 he's, he's not gonna low he, end he, rb2 he's low but he's not end he, rb2 he's a low end rb2 in ppr if you're getting pp if you're in a P, full point ppr yeah he's an rb2 he's a low end rb2 mm-hmm. um but Giovanni Bernard is not Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was able to put up over a thousand yards last year with the same team and worse quarterback play. Yep. Oh. So, and Gio has never been that in the running game. He's always been in that offense. He's been a third down pass catching back. Yep. And he's been given opportunities over the last couple of years to try and prove himself in the running game. And he hasn't, it's not going to happen this week either. He's not, if, if, if you have to start him as an RB two, I hope you play in PPR. I really do. Because his value is going to come much like like a JD McKissick. Little dump off plays. You're going to his most of his fantasy value is going to come off of little dump offs. I don't see him having a great rushing day. I, I do like, I get what you're saying. And I think that a lot of what you said is correct. I do like his, oh, when you compare him to JD McKissick. I do like his ability as far as to get volume inside the red zone on, on handoffs a little more than J.D. McKissick, but I, I get where you're going with that. Well, that's because he's got – J.D. McKissick has somebody Tony above Gibson. him yeah, in, 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 the, in the depth absolutely. chart. Um, all right, so so that wraps up this segment and uh, and the Bengals and the Washington football team game. Next segment, we're going to be going into the, uh, over into the more of the games, uh, so stick around and stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the next segment. Lions at the Panthers. Uh, Tyler, Detroit is favored by two per the last line. How do you see this one going? I have the Panthers winning this game only if Teddy Bridgewater is playing quarterback tomorrow. He is listed as questionable. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't received an update yet whether he is – has been removed or they're saying he's active. Uh, let's get a quick update real here. Yeah, he went through some practice work. He is a game time decision against the Lions. So if Teddy Bridgewater is starting and the Panthers have been scrapping a lot of games, you know, against good teams, Tampa Bay, the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, then give me the Panthers to win this game because Detroit's defense is nothing special. Uh, they're beyond nothing special. They have the okay. So for a while they were writing that line of like the second worst defense in the league is against the run. They are yeah. now number one. They are now the number one I, 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 against the run. No, they're still number two. 
Houston uh, still owns the worst. Well, at least rushing yards per game, it still belongs to Houston. I'm, I'm looking at. Mm. I'm sorry. I was looking at uh, fancy points to to running okay. backs. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. Like you know, we're splitting hairs here, but uh, regardless, can we can we agree that Mike Davis is a fancy stud this week? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Bridgewater potentially being out for. For Carolina, um, you look at Detroit, man. Stafford's dealing with a thumb issue. Kenny mm-hmm. Galladay's been ruled out. DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift has been ruled out. Um, so for that reason alone, Carolina hasn't been super great on defense either. Adrian Peterson would be a yeah. sleeper for me. Yes. He would over yes. over uh, on Johnson. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I got – give me AP as a sleeper. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. I agree 100%. Uh, like any, okay. So fancy dud this week for me is literally any receiver that does not have their starting quarterback. And so that includes Marvin Jones. That includes Robbie Anderson. Like if you do not have your starting quarterback, I have no faith in the receivers for any of these teams, especially on the lion side, especially on the lion side, because the lions have been nothing but horrible when Matthew Stafford does not play like they have him good when he plays, but they are especially atrocious when he doesn't. And they're also missing their top receiving threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would no part of that lions passing game aside from maybe TJ Hawkinson, because he will be a bit of a safety blanket. If yeah. you know, if it's Stafford or if it's, if it's some like, you know, his backup. Hawkinson's a top, four tight end play for me this week. Right. I, I agree with that. Um but aside from Hogson, I want no part of that of that passing offense if Stafford does not play. If Stafford does play, then then yeah, give me all of Marvin Jones because he has actually proven to be quite effective in the absence of Kenny Galladay. So yep. give me all of that. Um but I think the, the the stud this week has to be has to be Mike Davis, who is going up against the the most fantasy friendly uh, matchup you could have in in the Detroit Lions. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. Mike Davis is a top ten play easy this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I you know, hey, do you have any duds to add to to what I said? No, I I agree with what you said. I just, this is with the depletion and the pieces that are left. Right. I mean, really, I guess like a dud, consider it would be like a carry on Johnson. I think AP is going to command a lot of the volume out of that backfield with DeAndre Swift out. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is tough because the Lions do have a running back by committee, technically, which has been recently in the past few weeks taken over by DeAndre Swift. He's out, so who knows where it's going to go. I, I, I do agree with you 100%. Adrian Peterson is, is, the, guy to, is the guy to roster. Um, Curry and Johnson, I'm not going to go as far as say he's a, he's a dud. Cause I do think he, he could see, you know, like the, like, again, the lions do this committee thing and it could mean some extra touches for a carry on. And you never know what that could lead to, especially with, with, with the question marks they have in the receiving game. Um, but, but I have to go with the Panthers in this one. The, the, both teams have a lot of question marks especially at the quarterback position. Um, this is a game I feel like we almost shouldn't, like we should be graded on a curb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
with the question marks that are up in the air with with the quarterback position in this one. But give me the Panthers. Yep, me too. Yeah, to cover. Let's go to the Steelers and the Jacks. So uh, Pitt is favored by ten and a half points. The question isn't who do you got. The question is do they cover or not? Yeah, absolutely they cover. Are you kidding me? Jacksonville gives up at, at least thirty a game. No. And Jake Luton is getting his third career start against the hardest defense he's had to face so far. Yeah, it's it's not a pretty matchup. No. Um, this is a game where I'm avoiding anyone fantasy perspective for Jacksonville. And that includes James Robinson. I'm avoiding him. He would be my dud for the week. Um, I, I'm, fade DJ Chark. Cause he, I mean, he had that first nice game with Luton at quarterback and right. then kind of got forgotten about last week. Yeah. Um, O'Shaughnessy, whoever the fuck, and uh, Keelan Cole. No, I don't want any part of that Jacksonville offense. Like, like at the end of the day, someone from from Jacksonville is gonna have a nice game because like someone's gonna have to get the yards. You know what I mean? Like like someone's gonna produce, but we have no idea who the you fuck got that is. No fucking clue. Uh, it, it is you are you are throwing fucking you know you are like throwing darts at a dartboard in the fucking wind with the blindfold on, so. Yeah. There's no point, no point in rolling with Jaguar def- uh, players this this week offensively. Uh, James Robinson, I mean, I suppose like flex play. I'll take James Robinson as a flex. Sure, I mean James Robinson through this year so far has been an RB one, right? And that's what he's being toted as because that's what he's been able to do even in tough matchups. Mm-hmm. No, he is my bust um, or my dud, I guess. Right. But then you flip it to the other side of the ball. He has a good enough floor that you got to play him. But no, the volume will be you. there. The volume yeah. will be there. He's just not – I don't see him turning it into much against a very stingy run defense and a fairly stingy pass defense too. Yeah, not sure. Um, flipping it to the other mm-hmm. side. Yes. And you look at Pitt. Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. is my uh, stud this week. Absolutely. When Deontay Johnson's on the field and is healthy, he is he is Ben Roethlisberger's favorite target. The I mean, volume, it's the volume doesn't lie. Yeah, he he has such a staple of receivers. It's it's insane. The the three guys he has to throw to between Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Juju. It, it is it is it is staggering. And when, when I will bring... take any one of those guys though against this Jacksonville defense. It's that uh, I I don't. But therein lies the rub because I don't agree. Statistically, no, I agree with you. There, not all three of them are going to be having huge games, but but at least I'm going to say at least two of them will. At least all three, all all three finished, and all three meaning Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Juju Smith all finished his top three uh, twenty plays last week. Right, Matthew Barry, who is the fantasy football guru. Right. Has them all within the top 20. I do not. I do not One, either. Deontay Johnson's going to finish in the top 20. Yeah. And it's a coin flip between Chase Claypool and Juju as to who's going to fall out. Because they move. there was not much production from the running game last week. 
And and this is a game too where it's very very conceivable that Pittsburgh does not need to throw much in the second half. Right. That's so why it's, that it's 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 hard to take all three. Someone's going to be the odd man out. I agree with you that Deontay Johnson is the odd man in. Yes. And it's a coin flip between Juju and Chase and I'm I'm going on a limb here but I'm going to say Chase Claypool. I see I I'm actually leaning the other direction. I'm actually going to say that if I had to put money on it, I would say Juju would be the guy on the outside looking in this week. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool is one loved by Ben. Loves looking at this dude, especially in the red zone. Plus, yeah. he, Ju, he has what Juju doesn't: involvement in the fucking run game too. Yeah, and I, 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 I you don't have to listen. To either one of us, but if I'm hedging my bets, I'm saying Juju is the one that falls out of the top 20. It's not going to be Deontay. Deontay gets way too much volume when he's on the field and when he's healthy this season. And Jacksonville's got absolutely nobody that can cover him. If you it, and I feel like those, we disagree because I said Chase is going to be the guy. No, you said Chase would fall out. You said no, Chase no, would no, be the no, odd man. No, no, no. If that's what I said, I meant to say he was the guy that was going to fall in. So, oh, that, okay, oh, no, yeah. you definitely, you so, definitely said he was the the odd man out. All right. Well, my apologies. That's not what I intended. Okay. So we agree. Chase Claypool is yes. the guy to, to pick over Juju. Uh, that that being said, if you have Juju Smith, you ah, you kind of do got to start him because, like, I'm not gonna like. As you probably as don't we have agree on this. <clears throat> it's it's not a foregone conclusion. It's not so. Yeah, and realistically, you probably don't have a better option yeah. to replace Juju, especially with the matchup. And you also got to go with, I mean, with the run game for Pittsburgh, you you, you gotta you gotta go there with James yeah. Conner. No, anyone who's discouraged <clears throat> by last week, like I get it. I'm a James Conner owner in both of my leagues, and I lost in both of my leagues last week mainly because of James Conner. I love his matchup. Jacksonville's fucking horrible against the run. So I think in conclusion, we can say that we are fading from, from Jacksonville. We are very much in favor of, of Pittsburgh, but not everyone in Pittsburgh is going to get that love. Like yes. someone's going to get left out. Jacksonville, or I'm sorry, Pittsburgh's going to cover and Pittsburgh's going to be 10 and 0 after this week. Agreed. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the Pats and Texans. And I do have to say, at some point, we'd have to look at Pittsburgh's offense uh, and their and their schedule and, and see if they have a shot at going 16-0 in the season. But that's another uh, – we'll table that for another time. Pats at the Texans. Currently, New England is favored by two and a half points. Uh, they just got off of a big win. They, they, they upset – I mean, they upset the Ravens by a touchdown – are they are they going to pull off another win here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Pats winning this game. I have them covering the line, um, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that what 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 has New England been good at on offense this year? It's been running the football. Yes, they have. Houston gives up the most rushing yards per game in the NFL. Uh huh. Damian Harris, stud. He is going to have his best game of the season going into this week against Houston. <clears throat> Cam, fuck, Cam could have a, a punch one in, you know? Yeah. Who fu- who fucking, who knows, right? This, this, I'm this starting def- him this week in fantasy. I'm this bad. defense is so bad yeah. against the fucking run. Just about, you could just bet on just about anybody 
on the offensive side of the wow. ball has the potential to have a rushing touchdown. Sure. So I agree with every single thing. Like everything you said is absolutely a hundred percent true. I'm taking the Texans to upset. What? Yeah. Look, one thing that people forget about the Texans is they've had one of the toughest schedules so far this year. And they're finally playing a team that is somewhat on their level. And when the Texans play against teams that are somewhat on their level, they actually do pretty good. I've taken the Texans. Last week, you were all about Deshaun Watson. You were giving him all the love. I'm giving him my love this week. Give me Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I think that everything you said is true. I think that if you have any part of that Patriots run game, you you play them. But I think I don't agree. I don't agree. I think I think New England's going to be able to run, score, kill the clock and limit Deshaun Watson's opportunities with the ball. I I, I like I, – I, I've wanted I, – like, I love Deshaun Watson. I yeah. love I, – he is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, one of the most likable people, like absolutely, in the league. I just – I I'm sorry. And you say I, I toted him heavily last week against yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. He looked horrible. Yeah. He looked horrible. And New England – Cleveland's got the Cleveland's got the better front four. New England has the better secondary. I, I'm sorry, no, dude. I I thought about taking Houston, but it, no, New England is going to cover that two and a half point line. Sorry, I, bud. I'm I'm gonna, gonna say this. I'm gonna this. say that. I think this is one thing that both of us, while we disagree, this is one thing we agree on. Between the Patriots and the Texans, neither team has been consistent. And it matters for this one which version of the team shows up. That's what's going to decide this game. I honestly believe that. Absolutely. I just, uh, I, I'm more of a believer that, especially with a, a healthy Damian Harris and how good he has looked when he's been healthy this year. Yeah. 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 He, he, it's, he's going to, he's, he, Damian Harris is going to dominate this game. I think if you are in a dynasty league and you have Damian Harris, he he's a guy that that right now you're looking to keep because he looks like the uh, the future of that that New England offense moving forward from from the run game perspective because New England has had that that like like running back committee shit going on for way too long. They finally have a guy who's kind of starting to stand out. Okay, studs studs. Um. Unfortunately, I'm going to take a dud for uh, – I, I think he, – he, fuck, he's looked great in the number two. He's looked really great in the number two. Give me Brandon Cooks as my dud this week. Mm. Mm. Studs, obviously Damian Harris. Um, And that's about all I'm going to pull from the stud department in this game. A sleeper? Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson's a very sneaky RB2 play this week. Yeah, no, I, I like Duke Johnson a lot. Yeah. Like I said, Agreed. New England does not have a great front four, front seven, really. So what they're going to be able to control on the defensive side of the ball is through the pass game. But I, I think there's going to be opportunity to run on this defense. Duke Johnson is in no way, shape, or form – anywhere near an elite back, but I think 
the opportunity and the volume with David Johnson being on the IR is there for him in a mm-hmm. favorable matchup at home. I think he could produce RB2 numbers this week. So I agree with you on the duds. Uh, studs, I take honestly, like obviously Deshaun Watson. I, I, yeah, sure. I take either quarterback. I think Cam Newton's going to have a nice game. Give me Cam Newton as, okay. as my as my stud. Texans have not been that great uh, on defensively, so give me Cam Newton. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on. Fins and Broncos. And just to recap, he took the Patriots to cover. Right. I took the I took the Texans to upset in this one. Uh, Patriots are sorry. The Dolphins are at the the Broncos. Miami three and a half point favorites. Yep. We have what we have not taken Miami like pretty much against any line. And yet they have proved us wrong week after week. Is this the week where you finally say, yeah, yeah this is, this is the week. This is the week where I'm done being wrong. Um, <laughs> no, my uh, dude, Denver is, even if Miami wasn't playing as good a football as they have, I'd still take them over Denver with how badly they have looked. Yeah. Now, was, yeah, I, yeah. That yeah. three and a half line for Miami. It, Dude, you that could very easily jump to like fourteen. Wow, like, okay, that's, uh, yeah, that's no, a little they, dramatic. Okay, you're telling me you can't see the Dolphins winning this game by two touchdowns. Realistically, sure. If right, I'm, I'm not saying it, that's the betting no. line. No, yeah, no, sure. But come on, like, like I don't look. I'm a Bills fan. The like if there's anyone that's gonna like have a reason to say Miami has no shot at it, it's me. They're gonna cover, and now that I say that, they're probably not gonna cover just to fucking spite me because fuck Miami. But th- they're the better team, and the Broncos are are not. They the Miami has shown to be good on both sides of the ball. Tua is showing a lot of promise, and the, the limited time we've seen from him, he he's played very well. Miami has a great supporting cast. The Broncos have a quarterback who has no confidence going in right now with his accuracy at all. Their defense has not been especially good. There, there's no reason to look at this game and say, "Yeah, give me, give me, give me the Broncos." I honestly like, like you said, 14 points. I was probably being a, a bit hyperbolic there, but a one touchdown line. Or less, you, you got to give me Miami on this one. Yeah, no, Miami's going to cover the three and a half line. Tua has looked good. Yeah. And I mean, he's what, three and oh, as a starter? He is. And even if he doesn't play well, like even if he doesn't do good, the, the Dolphins can still win. The Dolphins have, have much more of a complete team than, than the Broncos. Yeah. I, I, this is this was one of the easiest games for me to call this week. Um, and you pointed out Denver has struggled mightily on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They can't establish a running game. They their their passing game is very suspect with how inconsistent and how inaccurate Drew Locke has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Miami, like dude, Miami, they're six and three. They're one of the best six and three teams in the league right now because they play complete football. They're yeah. good on both sides of the ball. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're good on special teams. 
And one thing that goes uh, very, very underrated with Miami is they've beaten good teams. Yeah. They're playing against a lot of, they're playing against the entire NFC West, who you deem the best division in football. And like, there's merit to that argument, but they have beaten the Rams, right? But they beat the Niners. Like, th- this is this is a good football team. Period. They, they they're a good team. They've beaten yeah. Good teams. They, yeah. Like, there's dude. There's legitimate merit to a conversation of Miami taking the NFC or the AFC East. Yes. You're only separated by. A half yes. a game. No. Yeah. And no. week yeah. 17 is Bill's Dolphins. Yeah. This could very easily come down to the wire. Now, if you're going to make me bet on it, give me the Bills. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. That there is, like, as a Bills fan, there is no one I am more terrified of simply because of they're in their division and they impact our direct standings in the playoffs than Miami. God, how, how fucking. How weird is 2020? We've been talking. New England has been running this goddamn division for two decades. And the two teams, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Jets were good a couple of years through that, to, to, through the decades. You know, they made it to the playoffs with Brett Favre, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought after all this shit, mm-hmm. COVID, the election bullshit, and all that shit, we're talking about. Buffalo and Miami being front runners for the AFC East. This is mind boggling. And I mean, like, okay, looking back at last year, a lot of people would have seen Buffalo as like, yeah, yeah, they're probably gonna take they're probably gonna take the, the division, but no one, no. no one would have saw Miami being right on their tail competing for that top spot. Well, like, w- like when you when you're talking about Miami, you you're looking at the free agency the, the season that they had bringing in all those defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. And then okay, you drafted Tua awesome, but they didn't they didn't go with Tua at first, but they were still winning games with yeah. Fitz. Yeah. And now Tua took over permanently and they're 3 and 0. So like I'm very interested interested to see how uh how, how the rest of this season shakes out. Yeah, uh, studs, duds. Let's go through that real quick. Um, yeah, stud for a stud, give me uh, Devontae Parker for Miami. Yeah, a dud, give me Noah Fant for Denver. And then a sleeper. Oh, I don't give me, give me, give me Tua. Give me Tua as give me Tua as a sleeper. Okay, sure. Denver's Denver's not great defensively. They're not. I, I yeah. Give, give me give me Tua as like a bottom, like middle of the pack, high end QB two this week. Why not? Why not? Fuck it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I yeah I agree. You know what? I agree with everything you said. Just to fuck with you, let me go ahead and throw a sleeper out there. No offense. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's not happening, but whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, no, but I, honestly, I, I do agree with your assessment overall. I, I think that you hit on the money there. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um. Well, what's his face? The the running back. Um. The Miami has. They got like twenty one carries. Oh, on this game. Uh, Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah, that's uh, another good sleeper pick. Yeah. 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 Him too. Yeah, we got to give him a shout. He had, out. He had twenty carries, like seventy eight yep. yards, and yep. he punched in a touchdown. So yep. yeah, that's another good sleeper. Yep. If you picked him up on the waiver wire this week, congratulations, well done. Fuck you, because I I did not get him when I tried. So I'm a little better. Jets and Chargers. This is gonna be the last game we cover here before our next break. Chargers nine and a half point favorites. The Jets um suck. So, but the Chargers suck at closing out games. So this is two teams that suck in the fourth quarter. Who who's gonna suck less? You don't have the Chargers covering, do you? No, I don't. I do. I mean, yeah, like you said it. The charge or the Jets suck. I do. Dude, the char- do. Dude, the Chargers. Okay, the Chargers have thrown up duds against teams they should beat given how yep. competitive they've been against oh, yeah. good teams. This is the first opportunity they have to play the fucking bottom of the barrel in the NFL. This is their first chance. And Justin Herbert is going to show out. I don't know. Did you see his haircut? Did you see his haircut? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Uh, we all, over the, the, the 20 year uh, domination uh, of the fucking AFC uh, East, we all uh, judged, uh, everybody judged Tom Brady's fucking haircuts and the fact that he kisses his sons on the mouth. Well, uh, guess what? Uh, he has six uh, Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he kissed his son on the mouth after the game, not after a loss, which is what Justin Herbert did with his hair, who has been, who has been hippie riffic for. Who knows? Two maybe years. he ripped it Who out. Knows? Maybe he ripped it out. No, like, have, like no, it's it's military, dude. It's a military cut, man. It's he he went to the PX and got a fucking cut. But I guarantee like, you, nobody listening knows what the fuck you just said. I know, but all right, let, let's keep it football related here. I, I took the Chargers at under, and I like I do think the Chargers are going to win comfortably. I do, I really do. Um. You have frequently this season made the argument about teams that are supposed to win comfortably, and you take the under because you see the garbage time points going to the other team. And yeah. this is where I, this is where I think it's going to go. I, I think that no. yeah, no, I do. Like this is where I think the Chargers are gonna are gonna lose uh, the line. I think they're going to be comfortably ahead. I think they're going to dominate the game, and I think that the Jets are are going to get some garbage time bullshit. No bullshit. No, no, you you can make the case case for fucking for garbage time points for a team like Cleveland or Philly or fucking, but it's the the Jets, but it's It's the the Chargers. No, like it's like it's the team that's the worst at scoring. It's the team that's the worst at like holding on to wins. It's, you know, it's, 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 that's what makes the line hard for me. Enjoy the Hey. Enjoy the C on the report card because you're wrong. I think Vegas got this. I think Vegas made a very good uh, line for this one. I, I do. Um, all right. Le- regardless, studs, duds, who you got? Okay. Stud, give me Justin Herbert. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. 110%. Yes. Also, I mean, he can't be thrown into the stud because he is a stud. He is a no doubt 
fucking stardom and fucking lock it and forget Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. You understand he has zero drops on the year. Zero drops. That means he has not dropped a football. Thank you. But that means he has been like Herbert has. Yeah. (laughs) He has been mildly inconsistent with some of his throws and his timing. Keenan Allen hasn't dropped a single fucking pass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but it also tells you just how much love Herbert has for Keenan Allen because as inconsistent as Herbert has been at times this year, when he looks at Keenan Allen, like his his eyes light up and he's like, I like I'm throwing to that guy and I'm throwing to where the fuck he wants it. Sure. You know? But yeah, um, I agreed. hundred percent. Keenan Allen stud this week. Yes. My my dud, my dud, uh the New York Jets. Anybody. Don't matter. Don't care. That entire team, dud. I don't know anybody who's starting a fucking jet, to be completely honest. This is like, this has got to be one of the first first times I've ever seen a team have no viable starters. None. <laughs> fucking none. And then sleeper, I have two. I think Hunter Henry has a nice matchup. I think he is a sleeper. Yeah. Kellen Balaj, or uh, Keelan Balaj. Yeah. Done very well over the last two weeks getting getting the, the, the RB1 touches for, for yeah. the Chargers, and he's yeah. they're 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 playing the Jets. I don't I shouldn't have to say anything else. Yeah, no, I mean yeah, I I I I agree. Uh from a Jets perspective, uh What's his face? The running back, Perrine. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you have yeah. to say. That's all no. I have to say. The, no, there's I a, mean, the, that's, yeah. No, it's, look, if, if you're relying on Jets players or fantasy at this point in the season, you don't your, have your a fucking probably win. Over. You yeah. don't have a win, just like the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh my God. Ah, the Jets are awful. Let's move on. Ah, I, I, I hate myself for taking the Chargers. And under, but somehow I did. Mm. Anyway, we're moving on. Packers at the Colts. Now, this line did surprise me a little. It did not surprise you. Uh, Indianapolis, one and a half point favorites. You told me earlier you you had a map. You thought the line should have been at three. I I think the Packers are the better team. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the Packers to win. I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. I disagree. They're not the better team. They have the better offense. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I'm sorry. The Colts are fucking stingy when it comes to both aspects. I think they're the seventh best pass defense, and they're at least top 12 against the run. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is pretty bad on, on defense. Like, you, they let Jacksonville fucking take it to a fourth-quarter score last week. No, dude. No, I've got Indy covering at one and a half. At three, I still would have taken the Colts. Move it to five, then I'd be more considerate towards the Green Bay Packers because Green Bay does a lot of things well. And none of that is on the defensive side of the ball. They've and and just just like I brought up in our last week in our picks, they play 
they'll play decent mm-hmm. middle of the pack against bad teams. Some of them they'll blow out, but when they're faced with elite competition, especially a strong defense, they'll get their shit kicked in. Yeah. And yeah. that is exactly what Indianapolis is. And it's on the road at Indianapolis. Yeah. Hmm. I'm taking I'm taking the Packers. Okay, I'll enjoy another A. I mean, you are just padding my stats right now, bud. I'm, look, I'm happy to help. I really am. Um so studs, studs, who you got? And and I apologize to our viewers because I like I'm pretty sure in the last segment I said the last game was gonna be the, the, the last game we talked about before going. Yeah, you did, but yeah, that's fine. But we got we're four going more to get in. into yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're good. We're um, chugging on through. Um, I, it's, it's hard for me to pick a stud in this game. You want to go Devonte Adams, but you can't. I don't like Devonte Adams is going to have the volume of a top five receiver. Right. Right. What he's going to be able to do with that against his past defense. I do not know. And the Colts mm-hmm. offense is Russian roulette. Right. With who, who running, which running back is going, going to get the love. It's not even that. You talk about the running game. Fucking Trey Burton has two rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I can give you a dud, though. Okay. Marquez Valdez. <laughs> yes. It, we, it, there's we, multiple yes. reasons why. Uh, no, okay. I'm just, before you get into your reasons, I just want you to know this is, that is the dud I had as well. Like, 100%. We are on the same page on this one. But give me your reasons, and then I'll give you mine. They're probably going to be the same. At least some of them are. So let's just go ahead and start, right? Like we can't even confidently say that Devontae is going to have a wide receiver one type game against this pass defense. Mm-hmm. If he can't, Valdez Scantley sure, surely isn't. Mm-hmm. And, and and he's had two nice games in a row. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, Alan Lazard has been activated off of the IR. Um, he's still a game time decision for tomorrow, but if he plays, he moves back into that number two role, which pushes Valdez Scantling back into the wide receiver three. Um, dude, I have no faith whatsoever. Like, dude, I'm this is a game like the only people I'm really willing to hedge my bets and start are Devontae and Aaron Jones. I'm hesitant, either, even like, like. And Aaron Rodgers, it's a tough matchup, dude. Like the only upside you have for Aaron Rodgers in this game is because the worst thing that Indy does on defense is get after the quarterback. They're yeah. middle of the pack. They're like 15th, 16th in quarter in sacks and quarterback pressures. So they're, they're a very good defense, but they're not a super aggressive defense. Um, I agree with you. And and to talk about Scantling, Valdez Scantling, like, look, th- this guy's biggest weapon week to week is the fact that everyone's game planning for, for Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a good enough week last week that he's he's going to get enough attention to be like, all right, yeah, we got to still cover Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's still the guy we're going to look at. But this Valdez Canley, we can't make sure he burns us either. And that's an, just that little bit of attention is enough to say he he's probably not going to be fancy relevant. Like, no. He, yeah, no. Leave him on your fucking bench. Please don't. Yeah. 
please like i i yeah i, I couldn't agree more uh for a stud i'm i'm gonna go ahead and throw out a, a i'm going on a limb going on a limb jonathan taylor i like him this week really um, yeah i do um look he has at times this season flash potential the question is when's he gonna flash it i think this week's gonna be the week he flashes it um look if you you said that you're taking the colts it over yep if the Colts are going to win this game, they're going to need some level of production from, from the run game. Where that goes, where's that going to come from? I, you know, it's it's a three-headed horse. Give me Jonathan Taylor. I like him in this one. Um, I think he, I think the Packers are going to win, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have himself a a decent a decent fantasy outing. He's going to get a touchdown and about seventy yards on the ground. We'll see. Um, just a quick sleeper. Yeah. I don't know. Give me Philip Rivers. Sure. Philip Rivers. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You I need to start him. If, if you're if you're in a two quarterback league, this is a matchup you absolutely have to start him in. Yeah. De- matchup dependent. You know, like I, you know, it's a fucking toss up. You know, it, whether you should start him in a single quarterback league or not. Here's my sleeper, and I know that, like this is gonna sound weird, but Aaron Jones. Um, not that like you think of Aaron Jones as a sleeper type guy. He he is playing this week, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the Packers are going to look to set up some kind of balance to attack this Colts defense. That starts with Aaron Jones. As much as we talk about the uh, the Packers' past game and and Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously Devontae Adams and what what they can do there. Aaron Jones has not had uh, much like fancy relevancy in in a lot of weeks. I'm looking at this. This is the game that the Packers are trying to pass the balance. So they're going to try to get Aaron Jones involved. Give me Aaron Jones. When I say sleeper, I don't mean RB one, but I think he's gonna be a solid RB two. Mm, yeah, not not horrible. Not, not right. a horrible take. All right, so that wraps up this segment. We're gonna cover up the the last segment of games in the following segment. So stick around and see who we got. Hello, I mean, everyone. Not even welcome back. Yet. It is time to continue. It's I'm not sorry. even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> and you have two Christmas trees up at your house, and yet you claim to run your okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're definitely the alpha in your house. That's cool. Thank Whatever. you. I no, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Um, two Christmas trees was uh, a mutual de- decision. No, it fucking wasn't because you just came back from the last break. Like the second Christmas tree got put up in my house while I was up here, but I definitely run my you don't run shit, motherfucker. <clears throat> I run this podcast, so let's get on with it. All right. Oh, okay. Cowboys yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. You run this podcast, oh, yeah. but I, yeah. I have the, yeah. I have the better report card. Okay, that's cool. No, oh, you just, you just swear, you just swear better than I do. You're I also better pick at better. dropping pick, bombs. I pick better than you do too. Except when, like, it comes to like money being on the line, because uh, as far as side bets goes, you know, you can I'm have, a lot more hammered than you are. You can have your six beers. 
every every week. That's fine. I'll take. I don't them. care. I'll take them because they're good beers. That's cool. Yeah. All right, Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by seven. Yes, they are. Who do you have? I have the Cowboys covering the line but not winning. Give me Minnesota. Oh my god, Minnesota under. Yeah, dude, you are you are making my GPA look so good, bro. This is gonna be the best week I've had all season. Really, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell you right now. So like, if if I win, does that count as two wins? Because if like all the shit you've said about how this is gonna be your best GPA all year. Dude, you've been talking. You've got the Chargers not covering against the Jets. Uh huh. You've got Houston beating New England. Yeah. It's, come on now. Come on. Like you are fucking up, bud. You've got you got the Saints not covering at three and a half. You are whatever. No, Minnesota is gonna fucking is covering the seven point line. They, okay. They're playing Dallas. Uh huh. Yeah. And that argument is much in the same tone as the Jets. Dallas is horrible on defense. They get, ooh, oh, everybody, watch out. They get the Red Rocket back quarterback. That's super cool. Yeah, guess what? They do. Guess what? No, guess what? The, the best uh-huh. quarterback play they've gotten from someone who wasn't Dak Prescott was not uh-huh. Andy Dalton. Yeah. It was that Gilbert fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison are going to run this goddamn game. It's not even, it, no, it's not even going to be close. So I'm guessing as a fantasy study of Dalvin Cook? No, as a fantasy study, I have Justin Jefferson. Dalvin okay. Cook is it's it's it, 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 Dalvin Cook's a foregone it, conclusion. Foregone conclusion every right. week. Yeah. Right. Dude, regardless of the match, this is this is a juicy matchup for Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison, I would also expect to have fairly decent numbers in the fantasy game. So, all right, here's one thing I'm going to pose to you. All you said, sure, Dalvin Cook, foregone conclusion. He's going to get his numbers. Justin Jefferson has looked great this year. Uh, Adam Thielen is still there, is still there, and he was able to nab a couple of touchdowns last week. So here's here's what I'm gonna say. I don't I don't see it, uh, con, like consistently feasible that the Vikings are gonna be able to support, especially with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, Dalvin Cook plus two wide receivers every single week. So between Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who's gonna get the love? Are we talking about who's? Are we talking about who's going to score higher? Yeah, who's going to get some more? Yes, yes, yes. Fantasy. So, so who is going to score higher in fantasy Correct. this week is going to be Justin Jefferson. Do Do you have a like an argument or a, a reasoning behind that? Adam Thielen's only relevance in fantasy last week was two red zone touchdowns. That's it. I mean, Justin that's... Jefferson is. He's getting he's heavily favored target wise as opposed to Thielen. He is getting the down the field plays as opposed to Thielen. It's Justin Jefferson just needs a little bit. He needs a little bit more consistent because once that ball gets it within the ten, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that whoever is scoring it is either named Dalvin Cook or Adam Thielen. But going into this week, with and Justin Jefferson can get open. He can 
do he can do wonders yards after the catch i against this secondary yeah no give me justin jefferson over adam thielen the higher score this week and if you'd like to make this our bet let's go yeah no i i agree with you so i do not want to make that our bet but here's where i do want to make our bet it is going to be on this game there's a certain man with a biblical name, Ezekiel Elliott. I, I already knew. You already knew. Biblical. I, I, yeah. I knew. There's a certain man. All right, we're going to talk about Zeke. Okay, yeah. here we go. All right. So Zeke has, uh, I believe, had four, maybe five straight weeks of less than 10 fantasy points in standard format scoring. However, that being said, he's been one of the most consistent under 10 performers you can, you can have in that he has gotten between 60 and 70 yards pretty much every week. So here is, here is my proposed side bet to you. Zeke over under double digit fantasy points. Ooh, I'm taking the that's over a good one. That's a go one. Fuck man. Minnesota hasn't been great containing running backs. They're like 21st in the league. Like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of it from the. So that would be 11th. They're, they're, 11, they're 11th best. They're 11th best. They're running backs by the 21st worst. Yeah, give me the under. I'll take the under as the bet. All right, Fuck yeah. So Zeke double digits in, in standard format scoring, not, not PPR. I'm not going to nope. take PPR. Yep. <laughs> Standard format scoring receptions do not count as points in any capacity. Uh, yeah, no, I will take that. I'll take that action. Absolutely. All right. All right. Ah, that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, look, look. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the Vikings are definitely going to be the the top dogs here. Seven points is enough that, yeah, you can say the Vikings can easily cover. But then again, the Dallas Cowboys, last time they played, they, they were able to hold Pittsburgh to a much closer game than anyone thought. The Cowboys have other options in offense. Dak Prescott being out has made they them have don't to have that. anyone to deliver that goddamn fucking football on a consistent basis at the quarterback position. Doesn't it, Dalton Danucci or Gilbert? Not a one. You know what? Well, then give me Dalton as his. This is going to be his inconsistent one performance. He's going to deliver to someone. Not enough to win, but enough to make it close. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get yes. the fuck out. Yes. Yes. How many how many touchdowns do you see him throwing? Two. Okay. I want another side bet. He goes under two. He maybe gets one. Maybe I'm only, one. Uh, I'm already look, 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 I'm already against the odds here. If you uh, get will, if, if he hits I'm two, against, if nope, he hits two, nope, like nope. you think he's going. Oh, uh, look how quickly I'm you going off against that. the odds here. I'm look already going quickly, against the I'm not making a bet. Look how I'm not making a you bet. backed off that statement. I'm not making a bet. It's a but, measly six pack. I've been fucking buying them for you for the last three weeks. Four. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Higher GPA. That's all that matters. Drunker GPA over here. I have plenty this, of beer. This is why I have the better GPA. I'm, I'm drunk every time because I'm drinking the beer. That oh, my me. God. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> okay. All right. So 
Vikings are covering. You're taking the Vikings at under. Correct. You're taking the Vikings at over. Uh, we can agree that the Vikings receivers look like look like some fancy stud options. Fancy dud options sounds like you're taking the entire Cowboys offense. My duds would be Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott. My dud would be, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like Amari Cooper. Yeah. I'm with you on Amari. Sleeper, though, Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz could receive enough of that passing game to turn in a better than expected performance. Cause I think right now he's like tight end 13, tight end 14 going into this week. He could creep inside the top 10, maybe to 10 or nine through garbage time. I sure. don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, I have no faith in Andy Dalton or the Dallas Cowboys. You know what the funny thing is, is I was thinking from my sleeper was Kyle Rudolph having like a flashback performance from like three and a half seasons ago and getting a touchdown. So that, that's my sleeper pick. But let's just move on because we we disagree too much on this game to really have any productive discussion. We'll see what let's happens in this next game. Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs line is, as of one hour ago, Chiefs favored by eight. Now the Chiefs did lose to the Raiders. Are they going to lose again? No. Are they going to cover? Nope. So you're taking the Chiefs at under. Taking the Chiefs at under. It's a divisional scrap. Chiefs are coming off their bye week, which I initially wanted to go the Raiders in this game. Because mm-hmm. not only did the Raiders beat them this year, they beat them on the road at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. The and the Raiders have been playing good football. They have. Yeah. That being said, with Kansas City coming off of their bye week, and – how we and we've been talking about it the last week or two about how bad this Raiders rush defense is. They really haven't been burnt by it like we've really expected them to the last two games. Yeah, this is the one I think that they're going to get burnt on. I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to have a nice game. High end RB2 numbers is where I would put him and honestly right now in our money league he is on my bench because i don't know who to put him in over regardless of his matchup right right i uh, i just I, I i got i got kansas city winning i just i think it's it, it's going to be scrappy enough to where it's within a touchdown so i agree with everything you said but, but you're I'm taking take, him at over yes i am okay like, I think this will be this will be a close game. I think that it's it's not going to be a blowout. I think Kansas City is going to be more or less in in command. Look, first of all, I think we can both agree that we don't see one team beating Kansas City twice this season, right? Like, if can if right. if Las Vegas wins this one, we will both be shocked. Even if you're taking them at like Kansas City at the end, we will both yeah. be shocked if Las Vegas wins, right? Not, and that's not to discredit Las Vegas. They've been a good team. Like, they've been solid. Uh, like, John Green's got something going on over there. Run game there has been good. Derek Carr has been, like, more or less efficient for the season. He's had some 
bad games and some good games, but he hasn't had horrible games. So give him credit where credit's due. That said, they did beat the Chiefs this season. And I just, I feel like this is going to be the type of bullshit where you're going to see like Kansas City when they're ahead and they don't need to score. They just need to drain the clock. They're going to like go ahead and kick that field goal. Give me Kansas City at the over. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I had to think for a little while as to where I was leaning, but the Raiders have been playing really well. They already beat them once. There's some bad blood between these two teams. I, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be scrappy. I think the Raiders are going to stay in it until the fourth quarter, but I think Kansas city puts it away by seven points. I agree a hundred percent. And I just think that Kansas city is going to be petty enough and vengeful enough that that seven points turns into 10 points. That That's sure. I think sure, the only sure. difference we have in this one. You can, you can see it on either side, but yeah. you, for yeah, the most yes. part, you and I agree. Yeah. Um, the Vegas made the line very, very, uh, like, on uh, very debatable. The, good job, Vegas. Um, studs, duds, who you got? So, as a stud? Travis Kelsey, right? Well, Kelsey's – you're starting Travis Kelsey every week. That's yeah. no doubt, no lie. Give me Clyde Edwards Hilaire as another stud. Yes. The dude has really, like, he's only seen 19 carries since Le- Le'Veon Bell came in. And I fucking told you how drastically he would cut into his workload. And I fucking told you I didn't think it would be that big of an impact. 19 carries over three games is a pretty significant impact. It was. You're right. Um. And th- there but was I still fear. like him this week. I still like him this week. I do too. I do. I, I think that when you, we've been talking about the Raiders defense and how bad they've been giving up on average two rushing touchdowns a game, they haven't been bitten by it the last two games. Well, the last game they played was against the fucking Broncos and they are so dysfunctional on both sides of the ball. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Could, fine. But, and we both picked the wrong running back to do that said damage. I think Edward Hilaire coming off of a bye week, he needs to absolutely 110% show to Andy Reid he is the clear cut. Number one, it's not Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell has not done anything special since joining Kansas City. To sh- like, there has been nothing that he's done that shows like, no, it wasn't me. It was the it was the Jets and the organization I played with as to my downplay. No, fuck, dude. He still looks like the guy who played for the Jets, just slightly better. And slightly is a very thin margin. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I do. Um fancy sleeper here. Give me give me Derek Carr. Just because he I played agree. so well against the Chiefs last time they played against each other. Like, look, I mean, yes, I am taking Kansas City it over, but I do believe going into the fourth quarter is going to be a close game. And I do believe this game is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of the 30s. So give me Derek Carr. He's going to have at least a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I like I, Derek Carr. I agree because the Raiders have been able to control the game flow over the last couple of weeks through mm-hmm. the running game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do that against Kansas City like they like they didn't do in their first meeting. Now, Josh Jacobs had two rushing touchdowns in that first meeting against Kansas City, but he only 
put up 78 yards rushing. Right, right. I agree with you that Derek Carr is a sleeper. I think he's a good plug and play against a Kansas City defense that's better than advertised, but there are holes in that secondary. There's holes in that secondary. Yeah, yes. And they have some capable receiving options. Yes. Um, I don't think Derek Carr is going to have a huge game, but I think he's going to have a good game. And if you're in need of a a streamer, pick up Derek Carr. Um, Sure. I mean, fancy stud. We already talked about like some Kansas City options there. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. He's gonna have, gonna have a huge game. I, I like I like Henry Ruggs also, because look, we all know we all know that Derek Carr likes to throw short. We all know he likes Darren Waller. Kansas City knows that too. Like if we know it, Kansas City knows it. And if the Raiders are going to make him competitive, they're going to try to get someone else involved and give me Henry Ruggs because he has looked dangerous. He hasn't necessarily been super effective, but he has looked dangerous since coming back from his injury. I think I think Henry Ruggs is going to break off a big play. I see it. I can see, yeah. Fantasy dud? Hmm. I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I, I want to say Love and Bell, but that's the, like, that's kind of like picking the low, low hanging fruit yeah. there. Um, it's hard for me to find it. Was, uh, it's, I see it's hard you searching for it. in this one. It's, it's hard to find it in this one because this is going to be a high scoring game. It really is. G- give me Hunter Renfro. Just give me Renfro just because. He's been good enough that he's going to warrant enough attention from the Kansas City secondary. That that's the, this this one could really go either way. Um, and if you're thinking that someone other than Josh Jacobs is going to be v back for the Raiders, you're also mistaken. Josh Jacobs is the play in fantasy for for the Raiders this week. Any other running back? I'm sorry, no. Don't do not give me any part. A fucking Richard, no, Josh Jacobs. That's it. Was well, I mean, it's Devonte Booker who's behind him and has found success over the last two weeks. Yes, but that success has come in the fourth quarter against bad defenses. Correct. Correct. All right, we both agree. Chiefs at under. All right. Wait, what? Oh no, I'm sorry. I have the uh, uh, I have them at the under. You have the Chiefs at over and covered. Correct. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. All right. No need to yell. me very confused. Rams and Bucks is up next. Tampa Bay has a four-point favorite in this one. Who you got? I got the Bucks covering this game. Um, this would have been a much easier line to take if it was three in favor of Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. I, I have more faith in Tampa Bay's defense overall than I do the Rams. Both have both have off potent offenses that can mm-hmm. burn you in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Um Tampa Bay is much more sound on the uh, on the defensive end. Um Look, uh, here's what I agree with you. 
this is this is a tough one for me to call. I agree, Bucks over. That's where I got it too. I do think it's gonna be close. The one thing that for me was the determining factor was the last time the Rams really played like a like a, a disrupted defense was against Miami, and we saw how Jared Goff got got fucking annihilated by Miami's front four. I think the Bucks have a better front four, and I think the Bucks are going to make Jared Goff stay very difficult. Jared Goff is, don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback, but he's a quarterback that you can force into making some pretty bad mistakes. Yes. I think the Bucks are going to do that this week. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and there's just there's there's a lot of question marks for that Los Angeles Rams offense as, like, you're talking about their clear-cut guys. I can tell you right now, a dud of mine mm-hmm. for for fantasy is a dude that I've heavily toted through this season, and it's Robert Woods. Ah, yeah, 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 you're hurting my heart here. Robert Woods has not been productive whatsoever the last couple of weeks, and it's certainly not going to get any better uh, against the last Bucks. one week. He's been well, he's had one bad week because two weeks ago he was fucking amazing. He's had one bad week. He's not super consistent, and it's certainly not going to get better. Against the Bucks, he is as consistent as it gets for a Rams offensive player. But I I agree with you in the sense that that the Rams do kind of they have enough options on offense that they will go one direction or another in any given game. And Robert Woods doesn't just have Cooper Cup to compete with; he also has the Rams offensive run game, who sometimes decides to just make a dominant showing. He has. The tight ends who will who will steal touchdowns uh, in the red zone. I agree with you. The, the I don't Robert agree. Woods. I don't. I, I don't agree with your assessment of him being as consistent as uh, you can find in fantasy. Let's run down his standard format scoring. Uh, did, did I say as consistent? Oh, as I'm sorry. On fantasy? on the Rams side of the ball. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. No. Yeah, on the Rams side. 11, 9, 16, 3, 13, 10, 2, 21, 3. That's his scoring. He's either boom or bust. Okay, no, no, no. Run by those again. Run me, like, give me one Ele- more time. 11, uh-huh. 9, uh-huh. 16, uh-huh. 3, 13, 10, 2, 21, 3. So he's had three bad games, and all the others were decent or better than decent. Now, that's as consistent as you can find in the Rams offense. Okay, dokie. The more yes, telling the tale, bust. but he's had some good games. A yeah, lot of and them. his and his bad games have come against good defenses. Mm-hmm. They're playing one of the top defenses in the NFL. Robert Woods is a big fade for me this week, dude. But big you know fade. he hasn't had though. I get where you're coming from, but he also hasn't really had consistently bad back to back games. He hasn't had back-to-back games against good defenses yet. The, this will be the trend breaker, one way yes, or the other. It will. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, okay. I, I, I feel you on that. I can't be mad about that. Um, let, let's look at on the other side of the ball at Tampa Bay. Obviously, they have a plethora of options that are finally healthy and available to Tom Brady. Who is going to break out? Who is your fancy stud on that side? Um, and you can't say Ronald Jones. 
I'm not actually no. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, this is hard because you you need to think about who Jalen Ramsey is going to be covering. Right. Are they going to stick Jalen Ramsey on one guy through the entire game? You know he's you know who he's going to cover the least. Probably Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm thinking Gronk. Well, sure. Give me Gronk. He's a oh, give corner. me Gronk. I'm ta- I'm not even thinking about Gronk. I'm thinking about their three wide receivers. Sure. I'm, Gronk's I am not going to get Gronk's not going to get covered by a corner. I think Gronk's going to get the love in this one because of Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Jalen Ramsey is going on. to be good enough to disrupt the receiver hold, game. Hold on. He can only disrupt one of the three at a time. But he's going to he's going to be moving around. Gronk will be the guy that he will not be able to like switch onto consistently. So give me Gronk. I I will take Gronk in this one because Gronk is the one guy that Jalen Ramsey is not going to be paired up against. I don't know. Gronk's going to have to deal with Antoine Winfield Jr., who has been a fucking stud defensively out of this fucking draft class. Yeah. All right. I I I think Gronk's going to have a nice game. I could easily see Gronk having 50, 60 yards and a touchdown. But I'm I'm specifically looking at Evans Godwin Brown. Uh huh. Who do I think out of those three is going to have the better game? I, I think, think I, I think we both know who it is. I don't. Uh, who do you think it is? I don't know. I'm going to pray to God and hope he wins. Godwin. You are. <laughs> legitimately one of the, the, the biggest douchebags ever. Yes, yes. You were one of the absolutely. biggest douchebags I've ever met in my life. Yes, I just pray to my God and he wins. Yeah. Here's my thinking. But I, I think, but but like tell me I'm wrong. It's Godwin. I'm I'm trying to if you'd get past your douchey fucking dad joke. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was good. It was good. I think Jalen Ramsey will be covering I would place my money that Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, will be shadowing Mike Evans. Yes, from the forty-yard line to the end zone. Correct. I think anywhere behind that, they're probably going to stick Jalen Ramsey on Chris Godwin because Godwin can do more damage in the middle of the field. He can do more damage down the field than Mike Evans relatively can. Mm-hmm. Mike, but say like from the 40 down to the end zone though, Evans is a big body. He's a big target. He's someone that Brady looks at in the red zone. That's where I think Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing Mike Evans the most. Um, if I'm going to have to take one of the three, I'm going to take Godwin because I think he has, he's going to have more opportunity with a lesser not even he's not going to have an elite talent on him for at least 60% of that game. Yeah. I think that's a fair. uh, Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, Tom Brady is, it has his options. You see that they have actively tried to include Antonio Brown into it too. And that's going to be a factor. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know how how that's going to make the Rams react. This is one of those games where if you have a Tampa Bay receiver, I would absolutely be most comfortable with Chris Godwin. But I, I'm not necessarily fully confident in anyone in that receiving core. 
just have to see. Yeah. My one dud actually is a guy that you thought I was going to have as my stud. It's going to be Ronaldo. It's going to be Ronald Jones. Oh. I think that, I mean, he had the heavy involvement. I don't think Bruce Arians is a guy that will favor one hand. He has two capable backs. I think at least Leonard Fournette will cut in, get at least 50% of the work share this week. Um, and not only that, you're, you have to try and run against Aaron Donald in that front four. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think Aaron, uh, Ronald Jones is going to have more of a week. I, I, maybe not a horrible week, but he's going to definitely head more towards the bust category than the boom. Yeah. My sleeper this week is Cam Akers. Uh, he has been getting involved since being hurt for the first half of the season. He has been getting involved in the Rams' uh, offensive game. I, I can see him getting getting himself uh, some touches and sealing some production from uh, from Brown and from Henderson this week. Give me give me Cam Akers. Sure, I like it. Yeah, we uh, and we both got the Bucks to cover. Yeah, we do. So, all right. So, I'll just leave us with the upset picks, and we have spent enough time today. We're just going to jump straight into it. So, uh, my upset pick, we already talked about it last week, and it was the Cardinals at at the Seahawks. I took the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Now, I've already taken a couple of picks this week that you might say, oh, those are upset picks. But our rule, our rule is it has to be an upset pick of at least three points. Seahawks favored by three. I took the Cardinals. I was wrong. So yes, obviously, sir. I have already gotten the F on this one. So that is now I got the A. And you got the A. I got the A. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Well done. So that being said, we've already discussed that game both before and after. So let's go ahead and move on to your pick. Who is going to upset who this week? Tennessee is going to upset the Baltimore Ravens at home. Baltimore is favored by six. Tennessee is going to win this game the same way they won it in the playoffs against Baltimore last year. Okay. Run that ball. I have, I think this is going to be a huge day for Derrick Henry. And it's not, and you might look at it through his first half numbers and go, oh, fuck, he's being limited to like two and a half, three yards of carry. That freckled guy really doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Derrick Henry does his damage in the second half when people are tired of Mm -hmm. fucking trying to tackle this motherfucker and he beats them into the ground. I'm going to say right now, if Derrick Henry has anywhere near 50 yards at halftime, you're in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. you are in trouble because that means he has enforced his will. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I if the Ravens this. hadn't, <sighs> there is a lot of things to like about your prediction. I saw. If I saw Ravens hadn't just gotten embarrassed last week. I still would have taken the Titans. A lot more on board. I still would be a lot more on board. I still would even if Baltimore had blown the Patriots out. I still would have taken the Titans. Still. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking them to cover. Uh, I don't. This is gonna be a revenge game for them. And look, when I say revenge, from multiple aspects, they just got humiliated last week, and then they're playing against the team that kicked them out of the playoffs last year. There is a lot of reason for the Ravens to come out extra motivated this week. Uh, 
Look, the Titans have not shown themselves to be a they've, – they've been a good team. They're like good, 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 very good team. And they know what their strengths are, and their strengths are the run game. Unfortunately, so does everyone else. Everyone knows what, the, what their strengths are. And the Ravens know that too, and the Ravens are pissed for various reasons coming into this game. The Ravens are going to be keyed in. I'm not saying they know the formula to stop Derrick Henry, but they're going to be committed to stopping Derrick Henry. And that's where Tennessee can burn you. If you go and you sell all out to take Derrick Henry out of the fucking game, that means you are loading the box. That means it's single coverage across the board. A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, even Corey Davis, who's looked really nice coming on in the second half of the season. Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah. That is where they can burn you. So, agreed on all accounts. The one thing I do want to warn um, our listeners is that the Titans cannot support everyone, right? Like, someone's getting cut out. They can't do Corey Davis and Jonu Smith and A.J. Brown. One of those guys is going to have a great game. One of those guys is going to have an okay game. One of those guys is going to be completely shut out. And it's not because of what the other team is doing. It's because of, of the game plan. Because it's going to be half the half the snaps going to Derrick Henry. The other half is going to be divided amongst the, the pass catchers. Who is going to be the odd man out? Corey Davis. A.J. Brown is my stud this week along with Derrick Henry, but that's a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Johnu is my sleeper. Johnu has, yeah, has yeah, yeah. has been really lackluster since coming back from injury. He had he had a nice touchdown last week that saved his his fans a week. But yeah, I agree hundred percent. I actually traded him away in my in my fantasy league. But I do agree with you. I think Johnu Smith does have him have some nice sleeper appeal this week. Even if yeah. he does have kind of a kind of a rough a rough stretch for the rest of the year, but. Um, give me AJ Brown every every fucking day. Oh my god, AJ Brown is so fucking talented. Yep. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, I think Corey Davis is the one that falls out of that. AJ, he's the clear cut number one. He's a big body. He's fast. He like. I just I I'm I I can see how Baltimore can win this game. I just don't see them capitalizing on it. <clears throat> I'm going to say something that may be controversial, but I believe that A.J. Brown and a pass-heavy offense would be a top-five receiver in this league. Give me A.J. Brown over Michael Thomas. Put A.J. Brown on the Saints with Drew Brees. Put AJ Brown and Michael Thomas on the same team as, I don't know, any other team with with an Aaron Rodgers. Give me A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, like you said, has size, athleticism, hands, and route running. He is an underrated route runner. Yeah, I agree. The only thing holding A.J. Brown back from being a top 10 receiver in fantasy, which he has been since coming back from his injury, by the way, multiple times, is the fact that he plays on a team that focuses entirely on on the run game. Yeah, I I don't think your take is – egregious i don't yeah no i i agree we'll we'll see but i mean the counter to that argument could be is that a maybe aj brown's not the type of receiver who can thrive in an offense that 
isn't so heavily favored on the run. Because when you're talking about over half of their offensive yardage through the pass coming off of play action, like that means he's in single coverage most of the time. Mm-hmm. And he's open in the middle of the field. Maybe he's not right. a guy that can work like a Devontae, like a DeAndre, like a uh, Julio Jones against double coverage. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Because he hasn't been put in that position yet. Uh, I will say uh, one thing that was very telling for me was when the Titans, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, against the Steelers, I believe, they had 110 passing yards going to, going somewhere midway, midway through the third quarter. 95 of them were to A.J. Brown. Yep. It's – he – and this is, this is clearly a guy who is an explosive, explosive player. Um, I, I think he, he, like you look at the, the impact DK Metcalf has had in Seattle. You put AJ Brown in a similar situation. I think he has a somewhat similar impact. Sure. Yep. Um, all right. So I, I believe that does it. I believe we've covered that is all, it all the games. for week 11. Yeah. We've, we've, we've wrapped it up. So again, I know this is a bit of a different format, but uh, you know, let us know. Let us know what, what you thought of it. At Unsport Comment is where you can find us on Twitter. Again, at Unsport Comment. You can also listen to us on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know the drill. Anchor. Um, but yeah, we've gone over. Our, we've we've gone over it. Stick around because next week we will let you guys know how we did, and we'll give you guys our report card uh, and who won. Who won between me and Tyler? I did. Uh, we'll see. So everyone stick around uh, for next week and find out who won. Take care. Good luck and fantasy this week. Bye-bye. Bye.